Hi, everyone. Welcome to 30 and Rising, a podcast brought to you by Barcelona Creative Group. I'm Julie Barcelona, and I'm one of your hosts today. I'm Kate Horvatic, your co-host for today. How are we doing today, Kate? Feeling good today. Kind of excited about the topic we're going to cover. So for Kate and I, co-hosting a podcast is a little unique because, well, first of all, we're sisters, but we also work together. So we spend a lot of time together, right, Kate? <laughs> That's right. Lots of family time, <laughs> lots of work time spent together. So why not also host a podcast together, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and not only do we work together, but we work alongside our dad, Tom Barcelona, who started Barcelona Creative Group 30 years ago. And in addition to our dad, Julie and I also serve leader uh, in leadership roles here at the agency. So we are the second generation in a family-owned company. Yep. And Barcelona Creative Group is a brand and marketing agency, and we specialize in building brands inside and out for mostly B2B organizations. So naturally, in our 30 and Rising podcast, we would talk about building brands and marketing strategies and opportunities um, to grow your business. But also, more specifically, how we help organizations, large and small, achieve their marketing and their business goals. Right. And we also might fit in some fun topics here and there, such as how we run a family business together and still choose to spend time together outside of work or <laughs> most times, <laughs> or how we juggle running an agency, raising young kids and still finding free time, which is nearly impossible these days. <laughs> I would give anything for some alone time after the last couple of months here. I think anyone would. I think so, too. So let's get started with today's topic. Uh, what are we talking about today, Kate? Today, we're going to talk about your marketing strategy, how your marketing strategy can help you stand out from your competitors. Right. And especially today, when so many things about the business world have changed, where to find your customers has changed, how to reach people has changed, and even what organizations should say in their marketing has changed. And we're seeing, you know, so many businesses question whether or not they should even be spending their marketing dollars right now, or in some cases, those marketing dollars have just completely gone away. And some might say that you should take whatever marketing plan you developed for 2020, just rip it up and toss it away. But in reality, I think it's your uh, ability to pivot in times of change, in times like this, um, you know, that's more critical. And Getting creative, being innovative, that's what's important. And staying on the offensive is a must. What do you think about all that, Kate? It is critical. The old adage says, when times are good, you should advertise. When times are bad, you must advertise. Think about the competitive advantages that can be gained while your competitors are cutting back on their marketing. And if you continue... You're in, you increase your brand voice, you increase your market share within your community amongst both your current clients and potential new clients. So today, you know, what digital strategies are trending or gaining momentum um, as a result of the changes in people's lives and, you know, in their habits the last number of months? Media consumption has definitely become more fluid with people spending more time at home. It was high before, and now it seems like it's just around the clock. And customer acquisition has accelerated, especially when it comes to paid streaming of um, video and audio content. And across all generations, I mean, there's just no doubt that people just, they love digital entertainment. That's true. They do. 
I mean, between smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, laptops, U.S. households have, on an average, seven digital devices with screens. And that's every U.S. household. You know, if I think about that really quickly, um, I think I have 12 devices. 12. Yeah, I think you might have me beat, but my whole my household's certainly not that far behind that number. Paid subscription services are up across all generations. They were on the rise pre-COVID and post-COVID, they're climbing even more. Streaming video is in the lead and streaming music services is number two. Well, let's take a few minutes and just focus on video. Um, how many people do you think have subscriptions to video services? Let's use you, Kate. I mean, you're a cord cutter. How many do you think you have? I, at least eight at any given time. Yeah. So since COVID began, 23% of U.S. consumers have added at least one paid streaming video service. So now that's four-fifths of the U.S. consumers have at least one streaming video subscription. And 47% of those consumers use at least one free ad-supported streaming video service. So what does all that mean for your marketing? It means that connected TV advertising is just a huge opportunity and it's highly affordable. Kate, why don't you walk everyone through exactly what connected TV is? Right. You may have heard of connected TV. It's also known as OTT, which stands for over the top. Basically, connected TV is video programming that's transmitted via the internet, not on traditional broadcast or cable. So users stream TV content using an internet connection and a connected device. Connected device is something like a Roku or a smart TV, Fire TV sticks, Apple TV, Chromecast. So for one example, Content can come from over-the-top internet television services, something like Sling TV, which allows people to watch live TV, basic channels, you know, NBC, Fox, CNN, ESPN, Food Network. Or another example is that a user might have the ABC or Hulu app downloaded onto their device, and that's how they're watching that programming. So as an advertiser, you have access to all those channels I listed plus tons more. And your 15 or 30 second ad appears within the program as the person is watching. And because it's a digital tactic, we have so many ways to target the right people for your business. So if you want to reach a certain zip code or city, state, even nationwide, you can do that. Well, but geography is only the, the beginning. I mean, so then, you know, we help determine how we're going to find the right people for your business. And we can do that in a lot of different ways. We can do that by choosing categories based on people's online behavior or with artificial intelligence or what's called um, AI targeting, which is a super cool tactic. Um, and we can even layer in YouTube advertising. Wait, wait, wait. Let's tell them what we mean when we say choose categories based on people's online behavior. What does that mean? Well, let's take me for example. I'm married. I'm a mom, I'm a college graduate, I'm a small business professional. I also love music. I have a certain credit level, just like you. Um, I look at news online, I shop for clothes, I research travel, mm -hmm. um, you know, I frequent restaurants, I used to frequent them a lot more, <laughs> but I still frequent restaurants. 
And the list just goes on and on. And each of those behaviors puts me into a category that people, you know, might select to reach me for their products or services. It's all a little scary, isn't it? I mean, sure. As a consumer, it's scary. But as an advertiser, it's pretty genius. True. It is pretty genius. So what are a couple of benefits um, to using OTT or digital TV advertising versus that traditional cable or broadcast TV advertising that people people know so well? For one, 72% of users can recall seeing a specific OTT ad and 66% of those users have learned about a new product or a company because of an OTT ad. And here's my favorite one. 40% of OTT users have seen an ad, paused the content that they're watching, and gone online to purchase or learn more right on the spot. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I can say as a cord cutter, I remember the ads that I see because for the most part, I can't skip through them. So I tend to watch them and stick around in between and it, they, they tend to resonate. Yeah, and even if someone only watches your video ad for a few seconds ad recalls lifted, brand awareness is lifted, as well as um, the intent to purchase, you know, all those things are lifted. So really, I mean, think about it. How's that for not only ad recall, but just conversion and ROI based on results. Mm -hmm. And you know, the best part is that because this is all digital, you get data, we can show you real metrics and we can show you results. And that just helps you be able to determine ROI on those um, really, you know, coveted marketing dollars. And I think it's a great alternative for businesses who maybe can't afford to or just don't want to um, utilize cable or broadcast TV advertising. But they may still want to reach the right groups of people in the right geography through um, streaming TV, you know, or video advertising. Mm -hmm. Yes, Julie, earlier you mentioned online audio, uh, talked about how that's increasing in popularity, both pre and post COVID. So let's dive into that for a few minutes, because that's another digital tactic that makes a lot of sense for advertisers right now, right? Yeah, it sure is. Um, You know, 67% of the US population listens to online audio. And that was before people were spending so much time at home due to COVID. Um, you know, and it's really, it's projected by the end of 2020 that 75% of all U.S. households will have a smart speaker. Um, I know, you know, we have a couple in our house and, and online audio users are spending almost 17 hours a week just listening to online content. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. A huge number. Yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, speaking for myself, I spend several hours a day listening to music online and I don't actually have a paid subscription, but I listen to Spotify. And, you know, we talked earlier about those behavior categories, um, the ones that we mentioned, you know, that you and I might fit into based on our online behavior. Do Do those apply to online audio advertising as well? They sure do. And, you know, there's thousands more categories to target people um, in on top of, you know, I think I rattled off 10 or 12 that Mm -hmm. I fit into. And there's just thousands upon thousands. And and I know that can even seem scary um, when you say that. But, you know, that that's why that's where we come in. You know, we really help clients figure out the, the best groups of people, those 
best categories for their brand. Right. Which ones make sense. Yeah. So what does online audio advertising look like? What's a simple explanation of it? Audio ads um, are served to online listeners who are uh, consuming audio content across all types of devices, including those smart speakers that I just mentioned um, a minute ago. So uh, mobile devices, desktops, tablets. um, And with this digital tactic, you know, those 15 and 30 second audio ads play in online content like music and podcasts and sports events. Um, and they play on, uh, a lo- some of them, depending on the platform that they're playing on, they ser- they're served along with a companion digital ad and there's no additional cost for that. So you get that added boost of that brand awareness from a visual standpoint, as well as that, uh, that audio ad. That's tough to say that <laughs> 10 times, right? <laughs> you got through it. Well, um, I also mentioned that I don't, you know, I spent a lot of time listening to Spotify, but I don't have the paid subscription ads run there. They do. And um, other major streaming services like SoundCloud and iHeart, Triton, and, you know, there's many others. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, unlike me, they pay not to have to listen to those ads when they're listening. So what impact might that have on, you know, an advertiser's willingness to use online audio? Well, I think that's a great and really relevant question to ask. I mean, much like digital TV, most people across all generations use that free ad-supported subscription. In fact, um, ad-supported listening accounts for around 77% of music streaming app accounts. And that's just music apps. I mean, there's so many more ways to stream audio content from podcasts, sporting events, news, and, and a lot more. Um and, and all people, it, it is said that all people have an ad tolerance of between 7 and 14 minutes per hour. So that's a lot. I mean, when you think about it. So not everyone ignores ads. And there's still a tremendous amount of people who are listening to online audio um, for that content. And, you know, just like digital TV, um, with online audio, we have that same access to data. So you can see what's happening. You can pivot, you know, we can help pivot based on those insights. And more importantly, we can measure and, and give clients those real, real results from their, their marketing dollars. Right. And I feel like we've talked quite a bit about benefits and opportunities for businesses that connected TV and online audio advertising can offer and how these tactics can help organizations really stand out from their competitors. And yet, I feel like that's just the tip of the digital marketing iceberg. Yeah, well, luckily, we can just continue to talk about other strategies and tactics, whether that be digital, social, video, and, you know, the many other ways to achieve success with your marketing this year, or maybe as you plan for next year, next year and beyond. Mm -hmm. So, um you know, we'd like to thank you for joining Kate and me today um, and to everybody listening. Um, we hope you enjoy our 30 and Rising podcast as much as we enjoy recording it. Um, and we hope that you'll tune in next time. And, you know, you can always reach out or visit us at BarcelonaCreative.com or connect with Barcelona Creative Group on most social media platforms. So um, until next time, stay creative.